Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through some of the top waiver wire targets going into week 15 of the NFL season. So I'm going to be talking about five players at each position that you guys should have your eyes on. And these are going to be players who are available in 50% or more leagues. And I'm using ESPN Fantasy to get those ownership percentages. And then just keep in mind, these players aren't in any specific order. But let's jump right into the running backs. And I think I talked about this last week, but at this point in the season, you know, your fantasy playoffs are probably starting. There's not going to be a lot of top tier, you know, running back options that you can just pick up and plug into your lineup right away. So instead of having like an RB4 or an RB5 who's just going to sit on your bench, I would rather snag handcuffs where if an injury does occur, those are players you now feel confident throwing into your lineup. So we're going to get to some of those in a second, but starting it off here with Rashad Penny, owned in 5.7% of leagues. Per usual, this season, Rashad Penny has just been dealing with all sorts of injuries, but on Sunday, he was finally able to get a start and play the entire game. He carried the ball 16 times for 137 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, so a monster day. It looks like he is going to be the guy leading the Seahawks backfield, so definitely someone who should be picked up in the majority of leagues. Next player here is going to be Ramondre Stevenson, owned in 42.5% of leagues. We actually saw Damian Harris leave in week 14 with a hamstring injury. Not really sure how serious that is, but even if Damian Harris isn't supposed to miss any time, I still think Ramondre Stevenson is a really nice handcuff to have because even operating as the running back two, he's still seeing around 10 carries per game, which could be valuable in deeper leagues. And you do know if Damian Harris goes down or misses time, he's gonna step in and totally be a startable option for fantasy. And then the last three running backs, this is really where we get into those handcuff options. First guy, Devontae Booker, owned in 26.1% of leagues. Clear-cut Saquon Barkley handcuff. The thing is, he's still kind of getting involved, even with Saquon as the starter. On Sunday, we saw him carry the ball eight times and was also targeted five times while he was operating as the running back two. So if you own Saquon Barkley, you probably should already have Booker. But I mean, if you're just looking for like an RB5, on your bench, you know, you could definitely go with worse options. Another handcuff, Samaj P. Ryan, owned in 10.5% of leagues. He is the Mixon handcuff, who is also kind of filtering in there a little bit as a receiving back. And then Ronald Jones, owned in 20.1% of leagues. You know, like I've been talking about, these guys aren't going to have a ton of value week to week, but if their starters go down, they could easily step in as very solid, you know, RB2 plays. All right, now let's move over to the wide receivers. First guy is going to be Russell Gage. Really surprised he's still, you know, not owned in over 50% of leagues, owned in actually just under 45% of leagues. He's averaging 15.1 points per game the last four weeks. He's the clear-cut number one wide receiver on that team and should definitely be owned in more leagues. Next player is a guy that I kind of thought was going to be done in terms of fantasy this season, but I really like him, and it is Rashad Bateman. He is owned in 24.9% of leagues, and he went out on Sunday targeted eight times, caught seven of those for 103 receiving yards. We don't really know what's going on with Lamar Jackson, but this is really just kind of believing in the player here. The situation hasn't been great. It doesn't seem like him and Lamar have the best chemistry, but still someone that is definitely on the radar. It was a wide receiver pickup. Then we've got KJ Osborne, owned in 26.5% of leagues. He was actually targeted nine times on Thursday night. Remember now he's operating as the wide receiver two, with Adam Thielen out with that ankle injury. So nine targets, three receptions, 
83 yards and a receiving touchdown. So definitely someone who I think could be a flex play in deeper leagues. Then we have Amon Rossing Brown, owned in 10.5% of leagues. I really liked him in the offseason as like a late round best ball pick, just because I did think he could break out as the wide receiver one for the Lions. It's definitely taken, you know, a long time. We're towards the end of the season, but 12 targets in each of the last two games. That is an insane amount of volume, and he definitely is looking like the wide receiver one. I don't know how much you trust him on a week-to-week basis in your lineup, but I mean, if he goes out again in week 15, gets targeted 10 times, I feel like you've definitely got to put some respect on his name. And then the final wide receiver is going to be Kendrick Bourne, owned in 26.9% of leagues. He had a bye this week, and then obviously did nothing in that game where they only threw the ball nine times. But even with that game where I think he had 0.3 points, he's still averaging 11.2 points per game and is a viable flex play in deeper leagues. Now we have the quarterback position. And I'm going to start it off here with Tua, owned in 38.7% of leagues. Overall, he's just been playing very well. It hasn't necessarily translated to you know some high-scoring fantasy outings, but I do think it definitely could this week going up against the Jets defense. Next quarterback is going to be Jimmy G, owned in 13.8. He's kind of in this weird range of quarterback where you really just don't think he's that great of a player, but he has been a fairly steady fantasy asset all season long. You know, definitely someone you don't want to start, but I mean, maybe you had a rough injury at quarterback, you're in a deeper league, you know, there are worse plays. Big Ben up next here, owned in 18.4% of leagues. When he is out there, it does not look good. Kind of similar to Jimmy G, but he can get it done from time to time, especially when they go down and they really kind of just need him to bring them back because he's going to have that passing volume. Then we have Justin Fields, owned in 15.4% of leagues, going up against the Vikings defense, which can be exposed from time to time. I mean, we saw Big Ben almost mount a comeback against them on Thursday night. But the really nice thing we've seen from Justin Fields is him really start to activate those legs. Early in the season, the rushing numbers were really not there. Now he's scrambling. They're getting some design runs in there for him. So he'd probably be one of my favorite quarterback pickups. And then the final quarterback here, Baker Mayfield, owned in 25.3% of leagues, going up against the Raiders next week. That defense has given up 30 plus points in four of the last five games. So more of kind of a matchup we're looking for here with Baker. I definitely wouldn't love him in my lineups, but I mean, if you're in a 20-team league, something like that, you could definitely do worse than Baker Mayfield. Now we have the tight end position, starting it off with Tyler Conklin, owned in 46.2% of leagues. He's really like the tight end who just appears on here every single week. He's averaging 8.9 PPR points per game. Nothing crazy, but he's probably not going to go out there and give you absolutely nothing. Next tight end is going to be Hunter Henry, owned in 46.8% of leagues. He has definitely fallen off as of late. It's pretty clear why. Early in the season, he wasn't seeing the volume, but he was getting into the end zone a ton. Has not scored a touchdown in the last three weeks. I do think he always has that ability. And when you're looking at these waiver wire tight ends, I mean, I would honestly be fine taking a shot on a guy like Hunter Henry, who may go like two for 20. But if he does have a decent shot at getting a touchdown, that could really kind of save that tight end position for you. Then we have Cole Komet, owned in 21.1% of leagues. Saw him play on Sunday night. Really hasn't been putting up solid performances the last few weeks, but I do think he has the potential to be reliable, you know, in games where they're going to be putting up a lot of passing volume. It's just kind of tough to gauge with that Chicago offense, especially when you have him, Mooney, and Allen Robinson all playing together. 
there's really just not enough opportunities to go around, especially when you're looking at guys like Jakeem Grant and Demir Bird who are getting in the end zone and putting together those big plays. Gerald Everett next, owned in 13% of leagues. He's gone over 10 points in three of the last five games. He's been consistently utilized in this offense, hasn't always taken advantage of it, but another guy to kind of keep your eye on. Maybe you're desperate, snag him off the wire. And then Austin Hooper is going to finish it up here, owned in 34.1% of leagues, targeted seven times on Sunday, caught five of them for 30 yards and a touchdown. The Browns tight end position is always tough to gauge because they do have a lot of bodies there, almost use it as a committee, but another guy here at the back end, you know, you may be interested in. And then the final position is going to be the defenses. And we're going to start it off with probably the best streaming defense this week. The Miami Dolphins owned in 45.2% of leagues going up against the Jets. It's not often you can find a defense on the waiver wire who as a whole is a solid defense. Plus they have a wonderful matchup. That is what you have here in the Dolphins. They're not owned in a ton of leagues because they're coming off of a buy. The Miami Dolphins would be a great pickup. Next team is going to be the Browns, owned in 41% of leagues, facing off against the Raiders. The Raiders always have the potential to put up a big game, but I do trust this Browns defense, and the Raiders really have just been very inconsistent on both sides of the ball. Vikings, owned in 30.4% of leagues, they travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. Bears offense didn't look horrible on Sunday night, but we know they can have some miserable outings. Eagles, owned in 29.3% of leagues, Really like them as a streaming option. They are going up against Washington. Washington can be very inconsistent also. And then the final team I have here, little risky because the defense is not good, but the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously only owned in 2.8% of leagues, but they go up against the Texans. So this is one of those weird matchups where you're playing a bad defense, but they're going up against a horrendous offense. So which team kind of wins out here? I wouldn't hate the Jaguars in my defensive slot but that is going to wrap it up for the top waiver wire targets if you guys enjoyed this video hit that like button and subscribe to the channel thank you guys so much for stopping by if you have any fantasy questions it could be start sits waiver wire pickups anything drop them down below i'll respond to every single person but thank you guys for tuning in and i'll see you next time